The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody, and welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, everybody. Hello. Now, of course, if you're listening to us live um, in this part of the world, it is Christmas coming up here in a couple of days, and uh, I think we're already in in Hanukkah, if I'm not mistaken. Forgive me if I am, but I think we're in general proximity of that holiday. And uh, whatever else you may be celebrating as you come to the end of another year. So today, uh, because, of course, this is a time of gift giving for many of us, we have titled the program Spiritually gifted. And we don't mean to point fingers at ourselves as being special in this regard, but any of us who have been exposed to the teachings of the Ascended Masters, to the awareness of our I Am Presence and Holy Christ Self, have to have to feel spiritually gifted. And all of you listening, there are no accidents, as we like to say, you are spiritually gifted as well. Well, we are, and, and, and what's exciting is now we know it. Yeah. Um, in past, we haven't known it. We've just either been told we're evolved protoplasm or, you know, we're worthless sinners. So, um, you know, we have the gift of God within us. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. And, and I mean, think about that for a oh, minute. The amazing. kingdom of God is within you. And, of course, if the kingdom is within you, God is within you. And God is within you as a threefold flame, as your I am presence, your holy Christ self. And when you have that knowledge, it is such a gift because you change the way you live. Because you understand you're someone that you never knew you were before. And when you have that knowledge, then you can become, in a greater way, the fullness of that God that is within you. Yeah, and in a very real sense, we are not separated from that reality. We are one with it. And when you are one with something, you are that thing. And in this case, we're talking about being God. <laughs> yeah, and until, and until you find out, it's like you've had a blindfold on, kind of, and you, you take it off, and all of a sudden... It's all brand new. I mean, it was there before, but it's but it all seems so brand new, and it really is a gift. Well, and, well, and putting the pieces of the puzzle together, because you say I'm one with God. Well, you know, some mornings I don't feel one with God, quite <laughs> frankly. You know, <laughs> and of course that's that's the state of the the, the human. Doesn't change and, the truth. Yeah, I mean, we're in a physical body <laughs> on a physical planet. This is where our initiations, our tests, and our education come spiritually. And so there is imperfection in this world. We manifest imperfection in our human consciousness. And, you know, as we've said so many times before, this isn't about perfecting the human. It's about putting on the divine and the Christ. And you must displace the human to do that. And so that's the work we're about. And as we recognize the limitations of the human experience, we still must recognize that we're worthy of accepting and embracing our oneness with God. 
Well, not only that, but we don't identify with our imperfection. We right. take responsibility for what we do, and we can't say, you know, what the old uh, comedian, what was his name, Flip Wilson, used to say, well, the devil made me do it. <laughs> well, me. That, that may be true, but it's, it's not a legitimate excuse. You know, we're <laughs> accountable for everything, everything that we do. And so when we understand that, we try to do better. And again, not perfecting the human, but manifesting those qualities of God, of the Christ, kindness, light, love, comfort, mm-hmm. which we're talking about today, yes, some of right. the basic Christian tenets. But it goes much beyond that in terms of who we become, how we, how we view other people. Okay? Not only do we have the light of God within us, but other people do. And they may not be manifesting that in an outer way, <laughs> but um, you, know, you have to honor that it's there. Yeah. It, well, indeed. And I think you know, we, the, one of the mottos is, see the Christ, be the Christ. That at the, at the, very, at the end of the day, what we want to do, of course, is to, to hold the immaculate concept within our brothers and sisters and look past the human limitations, the human expression, those things that cause us to get irked occasionally. And, and you know, and again, coming back with the balance, we're not, not everything is wonderful on this planet. There are things that are wrong. People, wonderful people of God do things that are not good. And so we don't, you know, you know, say those are okay, but we have a way of seeing the light within somebody. And of course, that's why we have laws and things and why God has laws too. When there's things are out of kilter, they need to be corrected and brought into balance. But ultimately, if we look upon each other as brothers and sisters in God, we see the world differently. You know, and one of the remedies for the foibles that we experience is gratitude, that we, we understand that everything that we are encountering is probably an outpicturing of our karma to one extent or another. So we can say, thank you for this opportunity to learn. This is one of the gifts we give ourselves every day, if we choose, is the gift of gratitude. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, gratitude creates a flow. You know, and when you rail against God or shake your fist, as some souls have done, that doesn't open the floodgates of light, I got to tell you. It just, it closes you and separates you off. And then you become hardened because you don't have that light flowing through you the way it should be. But when you express gratitude for life, for opportunity, even for calamity, no one seeks calamity, but we learn from it and we grow from it. And how many times do you have somebody say that something terrible has happened and in retrospect, a few years later, they say, that was the best thing that ever <laughs> yes, happened to me. Yeah. And it's, I'm not being trite when I say that. It's true. And no. that doesn't mean it's not painful and hard, but a sense of gratitude just to see the dawn. I mean, we live in Montana, of course, and the drive here today from where I live, which is about six, 80 miles away, I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. You know, the animals and the sky and the mountains and the snow. You know, how can you not be grateful? Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, you know, I like that, uh, I like that fiat. Here, O oh universe, I am grateful. And when your karma comes down and something happens, because like what you just said, Tom, mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's cycling around and it's up for uh, dealing with. Yeah. It's the best thing you can say. Here, O oh universe, I am, using the name of God, I am grateful for this. Because it's an opportunity to correct that which is out of balance. And, exactly. of course, we use the violet flame as well as the... The, the physical manifestations of things we need to go through and learn from. And so karma is a mercy. Yep. And it's a mercy that it comes incrementally and not all at once, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. God. I know some people have gotten in big trouble for asking for more than what they were due. Yeah, I, I don't recommend that. No, so. yeah, so a, don't ask God to supersize your karma. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that portion. And, and I think the other thing that's important to understand, well, how can I be grateful when I'm in this terrible situation, whether it's family or my health or work or whatever, and realize to remind yourself you are not your karma. You have karma. It must be dealt with and resolved if you're going to make your ascension. We have to, every jot and tittle must be dealt with. But it's not who you are ultimately. 
It's something that needs to be corrected, needs to be repaired, needs to be repolarized and balanced. But the calamity you're under is not who you are in reality. Who you are in reality is God within you. And you're correcting or working to correct those things because you have the power of God to create, mm-hmm. which we've talked about many times. And if you create something that's not of the light, you've got to fix it. You've got to repolarize it or balance yeah. it. You know, one of the um, most wonderful aspects of being spiritually gifted is going back to something you said at the beginning of the show, Terry, that is when you suddenly have your eyes opened and you realize the magnitude of this reality that we all experience within us, being a son and daughter of God, having an eye and presence in our Christ self and a threefold flame, we were ignorant at some point. We, and I think you, know, you said this before, Sid. We're not typically taught this reality. This is something that by God's grace we discover through our own searching, through our soul's desire to come up higher. But you know, the, the, it begs the question, who ultimately is responsible for our ignorance? Well, ultimately, uh, we are yeah. in each of us individually. I mean, we can go back yeah, I to... I can't blame someone else. Uh, <laughs> we can we, go back to Lemuria. We can go back to Atlantis, whatever. But in, on Lemuria, where, where the Garden of Eden was, we fell away. We, so we fell away from absolute purity. And, and by, by our free will choice. By our free will choice. And that was the great gift of God. There you go, spiritually gifted. The mm-hmm. gift of God, free will. And, and don't be too hard on yourself in some ways because, of course, the fallen angels lured us out. Even as the fallen angel, the serpent, tempted Eve, we were tempted. And it was, it was a humanistic tempting. It wasn't <laughs> turn your back on God. It was very subtle. It was serpentine. Oh, come on out and join us. Don't you know, leave off following God for a while. There's plenty of time for that. Yeah. Come and do this. Surely you will not die. Yeah. And yeah. so, and of course, once you leave the Garden of Eden, the door closes behind you. Yes. And it's been a long journey home. But you know what? We are on our way home because we choose to be on our way home. God will forgive us. Eve has been forgiven um, because, it, you know, she's symbolic of all of us, essentially, that, that turned our back to God. We don't condemn ourselves for that, but we recognize we've got some work ahead of us. Yep. God loves us. And he's going to be with us and see us through this. And, and that's the essence of the gift that we're referring to now is that our eyes are open. Our hearts are open. Our minds are open. Our consciousness is open to this reality. And that once it's, it's like it's hard to unknow what you know. You know here we go now. We've, we're, we're on the return path. And I remember talking about this concept of conversion. I don't know if we did a show on this sometime back or not. I kind of vaguely recall that we did. But there's a point on the path where you turn around and come back. Exactly. You make a, a, a turn. You're no longer going out from God. You're returning to God. That is conversion. That's being converted. And that is, again, the, one of the, the, the cores, if you will, the essence of the spiritual gift is the recognition of the resurrection flame, of the conversion, of the return path home, and, and the acceleration. But don't become overwhelmed by it because oh, I think it's you know, a good thing. some of us have been a long way <laughs> well, off, so to speak. <laughs> and so it can be a long way back, but God has given us ways of accelerating it. Yeah. And God doesn't withhold his love until we balance every jot and tittle of our karma. God's love is there for us to participate in. And obviously we use his love through the violet flame and our prayers and decrees and so forth. So even though you may not, you may have a journey to go, as we all do, the journey can be a wonderful experience when you understand who you are the gifts God has given you, what you need to do and how to do it. Yeah, you know, and one of the, the, the key theses today is that by being that light and by recognizing the gifts that we have been bestow, have had bestowed upon us, we can be a comfort to life, that we can carry this light with us and bring it to other people who may not have their eyes open just yet and help them to awaken. Yeah. You know, and it's and a beautiful sometimes, thing. you know, 
just your presence is that comfort. In yeah. other words, of course, we go out and share with people about the teachings, which we do through this radio show and so forth. But your being and who you are is the greatest testimony to light and to the path. Someone sees you and says, that person has something different. I want some of what he has. I want to find out what it is, and I want to get it. Yeah. Versus, you know, hitting you on the head and saying, you have to believe, you know. <laughs> it just doesn't work. So we need to be the greatest example. But I, before we go to the, to, I know in a couple of minutes left, Tom, I want to talk about comfort a little bit. Sure, okay? yes, please. You know, there's no person on this planet that doesn't want comfort. Please, nobody I know, <laughs> you know. Um, there are times when we're weary, we're tired. Sometimes it's a physical comfort. <laughs> you know, the Salvation Army has... Three levels they give to people. It's soap, soup, and salvation. Mm-hmm. Now, you deal with the physical needs first. You comfort them in that, and then you give them the, the teachings of God. And so everyone needs comfort. And, that you know, I, we have a quote from El Moria that I always have treasured so much. He says, kind words heal. And I think we've done a show on that. We did, yes. And it's the comfort. It, people are in pain. They're in burden through life's challenges and traumas. And if they don't know what's, why things are happening to them, it's even harder. And so be that flame of comfort. And as you be that flame of comfort, you become that comfort flame. And, of course, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Now, it's beautiful. And this is the Mahachohan. Exactly. The Holy Spirit, yeah. Um, what did you say a moment ago? It's soap, soup, and, and salvation. salvation. So it's um, basically bath, broth, and beatitudes. That's a showstopper right oh, there. Ring the bell yeah. for that. Yes, indeed. Well, that's a, that's a real nice matrix. I didn't, I didn't know that that was there. Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, people are in pain. God is in pain on this planet through his people and sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And there's a time to be firm and strong and to save people when they're out of alignment. And there's a time to be that comfort flame, and their souls will appreciate it. Well, and on that note, let's take a short break now. When we come back, we'll listen to a message of comfort from the Maha Chohan. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom 
delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Now, what does it mean to be a comfort to all life? It begins with the recognition that we are truly spiritually gifted because we are one with God. Here is the great Lord, the Mahachohan, with more on being a comfort to life. Now I am aware, beloved ones, that the mankind of earth, because of the magnificent gratitude of their heart, are constantly expressing gratitude to one another. These are offered in little gifts and graces, courtesies and kindnesses extended. But I would like to remind you that you have the power when you meet any man or woman to call to their holy Christ self or the divine presence or the archangels, or myself, for a release of some special spiritual gift into their life. And I am certain if you will realize that you have this treasured opportunity upon each such occasion, you will find that you will be creating an enormously wonderful karma for yourselves, as well as enhancing the divine plan upon earth. The comfort flame blazes up from the same source that the threefold flame within your heart blazes up from. And therefore, beloved ones, you can pour this comfort flame through your physical forms and enlarge it until it is like a beauteous golden chalice surrounding your body. And then you can call to your own divine presence and to the Holy Spirit to descend like a beautiful dove, which is a beautiful white focus of the fiery ovoid of the Holy Spirit. This will descend subject to the call of your own great presence and your call from the octave of earth into that heart chalice that you fashioned and it will produce there such God purity, such wonder, such perfection, that you will be a blessing to the earth planet without end and without fail. Such opportunities, beloved ones, are given from day to day. Many years ago, the mankind of earth were told through one of the beloved messengers of the past, that the time might come when the door of opportunity would be closed to this generation. 
and many of the students realizing that the possibility of such an action could take place made many sincere calls to the light on behalf of the mankind of earth. Well, beloved ones, I do not choose tonight to amplify that particular statement, nor do I wish to have the students permit any fear at this time to enter into your world. For in recent deliberations of our councils, we have decided that the impetus of that which we do shall be upon increasing the light of the presence of God among the children of men. It seems, beloved ones, that even when these impending deadlines have threatened mankind, such as before the flood of Noah, the mankind of earth were not too stirred about them, and they continued to eat and to drink, to make merry, and to continue on in the vanities of the flesh. And therefore the flood came and took them. Before the falling of the continent of Atlantis, countless times the mankind of earth were warned. There was a tremendous vibratory action which was released to warn the people. And there was even a materialization of great cosmic beings which actually appeared physically to warn the people. And yet, they continued, mind you, beloved ones, as they were and did not respond. Just the few, beloved ones, responded. And therefore, heaven sometimes, and I speak here in a specially reserved manner, for we are never tired, is sometimes weary of human vanity in expression. And we do not choose then to continually warn of such impending situations, but we choose rather now because we have observed the reactions of mankind for generations to enhance the quality of the Father's love in the children of men and to magnetize by the comfort flame a tremendous increase of the power of God unto salvation to everyone who will accept it. We choose rather to be the greatest comfort to those of our children of light who are serving our cause. And therefore I hope tonight that you will accept in your feeling world a release of comfort to know that you are children of the light we want to make you such examples among men of God happiness that they who gaze upon you from the laggard creation will know that there is something within that heart chalice that is so priceless and precious that they will desire to have that which you are. Do you see, beloved ones, how the wisdom of heaven is manifesting in the sacred fire. Beloved ones, all of the astral creation and the astral densities and all of those things must fall down as the walls of Jericho before the concentrated calls of the sincere students of the light. For the light of God and the sacred fire could not fail if the entire world went down. 
But I think with such sincere students as are here tonight, the world shall not go down. For I believe that you precious hearts are going to continue as you have in the past to manifest the comfort flame to mankind. But I do not think for one moment that you will do less than you have before. I believe with all of my own being that you shall do more. And you shall do it with the assistance of heaven. For tonight, those precious angelic beings who dwell in the heart of the sacred fire, those builders of form who help create and sustain every atom of the physical, spiritual, and eternal creations of God, and all octaves of consciousness, are to be blessed. They are to be blessed by your attention and your understanding of their existence. Think, beloved ones, of those precious elemental life streams. I am referring to them as life streams because they give their conscious intelligence to the creation of physical form. Therefore, they are blessed, and they bless you every day. Think of the service rendered to you by your body elemental. Think of the wonders that it performs for you while your physical form sleeps. Oh, precious ones, the elementals deserve your attention. They deserve their freedom. I tell you, if the mankind of earth knew for how many generations and centuries some of those elementals have served to assist in manifesting a tree, such as a giant redwood tree in California, or some have manifested to sustain a focus of a precious jewel and your physical forms and the air you breathe and the water. Oh, beloved ones, the release of energy from the sun, the rays of light streaming from the moon, the rays that pour down upon the earth from the stars, all of these are the energy of God. And those who direct and control the release of his energy and his light rays, those precious elementals and the archangels and the angelic hosts deserve a tribute from your precious hearts. Give thanks then within yourselves to the elementals, for I am the Mahachohan, and they are my children also, and I love them even as I love you. For I am determined to bring to this sweet earth a realization of the fact that God is present in imprisoned life and that he is present in that which is free. You are free. You are a part of freedom because you have the opportunity to win it. They, beloved ones, are in a somewhat different position from yourself. But the Elohim know, for they have passed through the veil, and they have entered into a state of divine immortality. Take then in your feeling world right now a determination to comfort the elemental side of life. I thank you as you stand in tribute 
of those beings who sustain the water that you drink, the water that composes your body, the air you breathe, that fiery atmosphere that moves into your lungs as those giant bellows compress and then expand, compress and then expand and fan the fires of life within your heart. The precious fire element, the sacred fire, it is now extinguished as you see in the torch, but it blazes on forever in the heart of God. Then too, gaze upon the clay, upon the earth that produces the vegetables, the flowers, and the energy which makes your bodies to shine with the radiance of God. The earth, beloved ones, when charged with the divine radiance, can shine with the radiance of God. Your bodies can become transparent. They can reflect the inner light of the Christ. This comes about by a conscious purification. I tell you, beloved ones, that the light of God which does not fail possesses infinite capacity, infinite possibilities, infinite opportunities, and you are a part of the greatest movement upon this planet now. I hope that you realize it. <laughs> I trust we do. Yes. Well, in a moment, we will continue with this enlightening message of comfort from the great Lord. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. 
The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks for staying with us, everyone. Um, today we're talking about being spiritually gifted and how grateful we are for that fact. Now, during the last segment, um, there are some of you who may not be familiar with the term elemental. Uh, we heard quite a bit of reference from the Mahachohan, concerning elemental life. So let's explore that for a moment or two before we go into the final segment of this uh, dictation. Well, the elementals are essentially the nature spirits. They're fire, air, water, and earth. Mm -hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Yep. And they are responsible for the maintenance of the physical universe. I mean, flowers just don't grow. It (laughs) takes nurturing. And, you know, people don't think of that. They think it's automatic or pre-programmed. But elementals... Uh, gnomes or whatever they may be will nurture a plant from the time it starts to germinate until it comes into fullness. And Mahjohan talked about the redwoods and how many centuries it took to build that. So it's not automatic, the nature of the beautiful uh, planet we live on. The elementals work every day to make it that way and to ensure things grow and so forth, which we take for granted. And so they need our love and support. And also there was reference to a body elemental. A body elemental is an elemental that works to keep your body healthy and functioning. Mm-hmm. And it's been a companion with you in every one of your embodiments. And it's always working to help you if you allow it to help it by doing the right things for your body. (laughs) And you need to send love for your elemental. And very often, body elementals will be with people after they ascend. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the God's kingdom is so vast um, and so wonderful. And and elementals, I might add, do not have a mortal life until they evolve and get a threefold flame. So they really need our support and our protection. I was just going to say that uh, they earn that through their service. And one of the great... Um, beings, cosmic beings, Archangel Michael began as, as an, an elemental. elemental. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and, and you know, uh, we have a little song that we sing. You know, if you're inspired to uh, send your love to the elementals, you can do it through this little song. I'll just sing the first line or okay. two. Well, you know, we love you, we love you, we love you. Oh, yeah. Our dear elementals, we do. And it goes on. Yes, it does. But it's really sweet, <laughs> you know? I mean, they labor so much and they don't get the appreciation they deserve. Yes. Well, I hope that that helps you understand a bit more about what this uh, term elementals means, those of you who may be unfamiliar with it. And if you want to know more about elementals, um, you can search that title, that uh, topic, at tsl.org slash bookstore. If you go to our website, actually, you want to go to summitlighthouse.org. I'm still having to get used to the change. Oh, yeah. Okay. Summitlighthouse.org. But go there to the bookstore, and there will be information about elementals that you'll find very illuminating. So having said that, let's now continue with part two of this dictation from the Maha Chohan on being a comfort to all life. Here it goes. I have chosen tonight to bring to you a great understanding following upon the wake of the most magnificent cosmic outpouring that has ever been released through this activity for the talk given by beloved St. Germain and the talk given by Archangel Michael 
and the talk given by the great divine director and El Moria has been unparalleled in the history of this activity in the content and energy released and in a reflection of the plans of the hierarchy on behalf of mankind. An intensified action has taken place at inner levels. A recent conference in Ceylon after the presentation of this precious chalice by beloved Paul the Venetian has caused us to realize that a renewed search for the grail must be instituted among mankind. And I refer here to the Holy Grail. Beloved ones, this precious chalice destined to hold the Holy Spirit, the Christ consciousness, the mighty I am presence is yourself. To discover it may require a generation and generations. But when you discover that you are the chalice, you will see the chalice before you and descending into it the essences of the Holy Spirit. You will feel the throbbing pulsations of the heart of God. You will know that the image of God is you. And then when you say, I am, it will be in recognition of your eternal being in mortal and immortal manifestation. Mortal only until your ascension and immortal immediately thereafter. For the flame of your immortality lives now within your being and but awaits a transmutation of the dross, both physical, mental, emotional, and etheric. The cleansing of the physical form takes place at the moment of the ascension. Mankind may purify their bodies by eating proper food and diet. They may perform innumerable rituals for the purification of their bodies. But those who do not perform those rituals, if they correct themselves in every other way, will find that their physical, of course, will be corrected at the moment of that ascension. And yet I do not say that it is wrong for you to make the attempt to purify by proper diet, if you wish. I merely wish to emphasize in the words of the Christ that it is not always that which goeth into the mouth that defileth a man, but it is that which cometh out. And therefore you must watch the quality of your thoughts more than you must watch the quality of your diet, for it is the mental quality of those thoughts that determines more than anything the manifestations of what you shall be. For this is your thinking. You must watch the quality of your feelings, for if those feelings are momentarily turned to human discord, it will outpicture that discord. For, beloved ones, I tell you 
it is like glue. And I refer to your consciousness. Your consciousness is like glue, and if it touches human discord, it tends to pick it up. And it sticks to you, beloved ones, until it is transmuted. That is why you need your tube of light around this glue of your consciousness. Because the tube of light prevents the adherence of human effluvia. It cannot adhere to it. And then you have a greater comfortability within your feeling world. Now the instruction I am giving you tonight is priceless. For I am presenting it to you somewhat in a new form. Especially in the feeling I am releasing to your world. Human consciousness through the centuries has qualified the atmosphere of this earth with all sorts of impurity. Students of this activity have constantly called for the purification of the earth planet and elemental life. And great purifications have occurred both in the individual's worlds and in the world itself. But every day the garbage collectors remove, beloved ones, tons of debris and human effluvia from the streets of the great cities. And so it is with the mass consciousness of mankind. They continue daily to create new forms that are hideous in their structures. And I think the sincere students will realize that mankind ought to make their calls daily and their application daily in order to take up this refuse and call for its transmutation in the holy name of God. You would not keep your houses filled with human filth. You would sweep out your floors. You would clean out your cupboards. And I think you ladies would clean out your dresser drawers also. If they needed it. But beloved ones, why not then call daily for the transmutation of all this misqualified energy? You are so right when you do it and so negligent when you don't. Beloved ones, I commend you for what you do, and I do not censure you nevertheless for what you have not done. For certainly heaven is full of forgiveness, and if we could not forgive you, beloved ones, how could we expect that you would forgive one another? I am the Mahachohan, and I am not here, although I be stern to cause you to feel that heaven is pressuring you to some impossible attainment. It is not. It is only blessing you with a new realization of the wondrous opportunities that each new day brings. It is only releasing a stream of energy into your consciousness that will make you realize that the eternal presence of God is so full of love so full of wonder, so full of a new charge, so full of energy, so full of buoyancy, so full of light that you almost ought to ascend right now from off your chairs. Ladies and gentlemen, will you get in your feeling world the feeling which I have and which I am manifesting, the feeling of eternal comfort, the feeling that flowed through the Christ into the body of the young man who was bereft of life and infused him with renewed energy until he was restored to his mother's arms. Oh, beloved ones, I tell you, you have a wonderful opportunity when you recognize that. And you can accept it now.
Indeed you can. Eternal comfort is there for the asking. So ask. Back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And uh, thanks, everyone, for staying with us. We're here on The Open Door talking today about being spiritually gifted. And what a great gift that is. What a great opportunity that is, too. Um, also wanted to um, maybe expand just a little bit on the concept that we heard in this last um, segment of the dictation. It, it goes back to, I think, it's a quote from the Bible where it is not what goes into a man's mouth that defiles him. It's what comes out. And that the Mahachohan was talking about how we best watch the quality of our thoughts, our words, our feelings, uh, more perhaps than our diet. Now, this doesn't mean that we decide to subsist on a diet of Twinkies. <laughs> but I think the point that he makes is that, you know, what comes out of us is so very vital and important and that we have opportunity every day, every moment, really, to pass these tests where we can examine ourselves from the standpoint of the choices that we make. And one of the choices that we can make is to be graceful, to be grateful, to recognize the spiritual gifts, to be a comfort to all life, all the things we've been talking about and hearing today. So let's maybe, if we feel the need to, let's go there just for a moment to maybe <laughs> impress some people that, again, you know, we're not talking about being willy-nilly with your diet. You know, you've got to be careful and conscious, but it really is more Well, you follow, you follow the science of eating. I mean, yeah. there, there is a science there. Your body is a physical temple, and so you have to observe the, the physical laws. But I think what the Mahachohan is saying, you know, far more important is the words that we speak and the thoughts. You know, they have this old saying, you know, if looks could kill, if words could kill, and so forth. Yeah. Well, they can. They send out a deadly energy. Because you're taking the light of God that pours through you, and when people do these things, they're qualifying that with a very negative and deadly force. So, um, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me is the old child's nursery rhyme, but it's not true. Words can be very harmful or, as we've suggested, be extremely beneficial. It's how we choose to use the energy that throws through our cho chakra and our minds and our hearts. And it's even how we say things yes. is important, you know, yeah. and, and we're all subject to those little irritations and so forth. 
And so we got to really correct ourselves and, and, you know, make sure that a vibration of how we talk to people and share with people, even though words may be right, the vibration may be wrong. <laughs> exactly. And that's a tricky one, isn't it? Very tricky. We all know some, well, what did I say? You know, da, 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 da. That's very innocent. What's well, the way we said it, of course. Yeah. And so when you think of being a comfort to life, that comes in many different forms, you know, and whether it's a physical comfort, but the spiritual comfort is ultimately the one that, of course, nurtures the soul. And we don't want to indulge people. In other words, we don't help people by giving them those things that are bad for them, whether it's food or diet or whatever it is, you know. And so we have to be careful that we don't try and comfort the human consciousness and not the soul and the divine because that's who we really want to comfort. Our souls can be in great pain, and we may not know it. And so when you comfort the soul of another person, you are doing a great deed to God and to that person. Pretty good karma, too. Yeah, and in, in, in learning and knowing the difference between the human and the divine, you know, I mean, I don't think I had any kind of a separation of thought, you know, regarding those before I found the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And so, you know, as you go along this path and you learn, okay, well, that's a, that's a human quality. Okay, well, I don't want to do that anymore. Let's see, what's the, what's the opposite of it? What's the divine quality? And then… Well, and, sympathy… Yeah, sympathy and empathy yeah. are, are two different... Uh, or sympathy and compassion. Yeah. Sympathy is agreement with limitation. Uh-huh. Compassion is being with, with the heart. R- right. The level. right. Well, you know, I, you, what you're saying is really important because I think we learn discernment by degrees. Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of revelation that goes in a life that is dedicated to opening up the consciousness and expanding our awareness. You know, one of the concepts that uh, came up in the uh, dictation, which I always find interesting is the understanding that we are the Holy Grail. I mean, that we are basically in the process of preparing ourselves as a chalice to receive the highest energies of God. And if that chalice is dirty, if it's full of soot and mud and and things that are not conducive to the clarity of that light, we have an obligation, if we choose, to clean it up and to to purify that chalice. You know, you think of the old legend of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Some left to go out in search of the Holy Grail. Not knowing it was within them all the time. They were looking for it where it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so when we understand that, that, again, the kingdom of God is within us, we need to prepare that grail chalice to hold the light in a greater extent, the light of our holy Christ self. We have to, it's work. You know, we, we prepare for that. And, uh, you know, and th- what I love about the path is as you're doing the things you need to do to get home to God, you experience God, whether it's comforting another soul being an instrument of giving or loving to someone that needs help, God flows through you. And so you experience God, and that is reinforcing. It charges you with great light and energy. And boy, I want to do more of this. I want to be more of God each day. And so the path home is inconvenient, as El Moria says sometimes, <laughs> but it's worth the inconvenience. And what is so worth it is when you are become that which you're manifesting. In other words, I'm just not, or a person's not just being kind to someone else. They are that kindness. Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. subtle difference, but it's huge. It's huge. And you become that which you focus upon. Yeah. If you focus on negativity, on darkness, on complaining, on anger, resentment, that's who you become. If you focus on the qualities of God in yourself and others, then that's who you become. That's the power of creation that's within each one of us. And so we must make a free will choice to use energy flowing through us as we Indeed. Want to. And you're a broadcasting station. I mean, if, if you are 
becoming the compassionate one on the inside. That's what you actually broadcast, regardless of what you look like on the outer. <laughs> that's the vibration that's going out. And if you're a broadcasting station, then the receiver, the recipient of that, will get that. Well, and we, we talk often about the signal-to-noise ratio. Yes. Now, a lot of times what we experience in our outer world is noise, whether it's media or, or just dissension or it's chaos or terror, whatever the case may be. The signal sometimes has a difficult job in you know, coming through all that noise, but it's up to us to continuously turn that dial right. so that the signal strength is, is growing. You know, another thing that I think we want maybe to address is we're sensitive having gone through it ourselves, to the path that many people find themselves on when suddenly they're aware of the Christ self, the I am presence within, and it feels antithetical to their, to their teaching or training, particularly in the Christian world, because they were not taught that they had this great potential as Jesus had that he taught us that we have as well. It is not prideful to accept the reality of your spiritual gifts as being one with the Christ and one with God. It's acknowledging who you are. Yeah. It's not acknowledging the imperfection of things you've done or your karma as, as being who you are, but you acknowledge that God is within me, and I've got to sort this out. By the free will that he's given me, I've sort of gotten myself in a corner here and in a box, and I'm not sure how to get out, except I know that God is there, and if I take this incrementally, step by step, that the, you know, the light will carry me where I need to go. Because free will is the law of the universe. And the more we reinforce negativity in our worlds, people create a prison around themselves. And the challenge with that is when you create this prison of whether it's density or darkness, you can't even know what light is mm. by your own creation. And that's a great dilemma. And so hold on to whatever light is in your life, so to speak. And, and you know, let that be the rope that pulls you through the darkness where you need to go. Because... We see people in the world, they've so cut off from God because they have so reinforced this negativity and built this wall between themselves and God that there is no contact. And so those walls, as Mahajuan, mm-hmm. the walls of Jericho, must come tumbling down to prevent the flow of light and love within us. And that begins with a single step, with an acknowledgement of who we are, and that this day I'm going to manifest more of the light when dealing with people and prayers and actions and thoughts. Well, and, and in terms of dealing with people, it's again recognizing within them that immaculate concept, recognizing the Christ and responding, interacting with that level of that person's being. Because that's what people read in your soul. They do. That's how yeah. you do that. It's not what you say so, so much that will convert them. It's the light you're carrying in your heart and that kindness and that gentility. I mean, Mother Teresa, I mean, you, you don't have to know anything about her to, to feel the love emanating from her being, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and her care for people. She was you know, she was that, she became that love. I mean, who can deny that when you look upon her and if you see movies of her, how she interacted with people? She was totally unconscious of herself. It was all this manifestation of God through her healing and ministering to other people. And she's, and she's going to be made a saint. I just uh, saw on the, uh, on the news. Just well, I'm the feeling night. she's already a saint. <laughs> yeah, she didn't take she, necessary that to do that. She's been a saint. Yeah. It's, it's, she's finally getting a rubber stamp, then, right? <laughs> 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 rubber stamp sainthood. I'm not, well, yeah. a little more than that. Well, just to wrap up today, you know, we're talking again about being spiritually gifted. And by that, we mean we're, we're gifted with the opportunity to have this awareness of our true nature as a son and a daughter of God, to carry within us knowingly and willingly the I am presence, the individualized manifestation of God, and the, our segment of the universal Christ. And, and honoring that light within us by the way we live. Yeah. And also recognizing that knowledge of that is not salvation. 
knowledge of that is the beginning of salvation as we balance our karma and put on those increments of Christhood. So just knowing it, as wonderful it is, is, is not enough. It's the, the gun at the starting line <laughs> yeah. that now, okay, now I've got to get to work and become that in manifestation, which I already am. And, you know, again, as we, we've said many times, uh, use gratitude as a way of acknowledging the tests because a lot of times they come, they don't feel very good, but they are an opportunity to learn and to grow and to expand the light and our capacity to experience that light. So saying thank you. Yeah. It's okay, you know. Yeah, you you bang your elbow. Oh, thank you, God. <laughs> well, must, must be something behind that. <laughs> and I, there's something else I I must say here too. I, uh, um, it was a bit flip, um, as I made some comments regarding the really wondrous and wonderful mission of the Salvation Army earlier. Uh-huh. And if my offhand comment offended anyone, I do apologize. I was uh, recognizing, you know, the soap. Soup and salvation is a very, very meaningful role it's to profound. play. It is profound. Yeah. And I, I, I meant no disrespect by my Well, how can you expect a person to accept their divinity if they're hungry? I know. I mean, it's you I deal mean, with the basic needs of people. That's why we have to care for our dear yeah. souls, brothers and sisters. And if you have any questions out there and you want to stay in touch with us, it's TSL. At, it's webradio at tsl.org. <laughs> webradio at tsl.org. And we will do our best to respond to your emails uh, if we can. I do want to say again, some of you have asked for copies of certain dictations that we played in the past. We're still working on that. Mm-hmm. We'll try to get a way to get them to you free of charge. Just uh, please be patient with us. And as we close, as we always do, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. And for those of you in the West, Western Hemispheres, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever else you may celebrate. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 